Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Hey, hey. What up? What's going on, Andrew? Uh, chilling. <laughs> Surviving this quarantine life of ours. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. How you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm doing good. Going to work every day, so that's. I don't live that quarantine life. Yeah, I work too. Just, I'm an essential yeah. worker, so yeah, we is, we, we essential. essential. We essential. <laughs> I have a I have a note, a company note in my car in case I get pulled me over. Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. It's wild times, kids. Wild times we live in. Um, all right, if this is your first time listening to us. Welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within the galaxy, far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it, Andrea. What's up? All right. We have, um, we got some good stuff to talk about today. So we have episodes five and six of The Clone Wars, and our girl Ahsoka Tano is back. She back. She back. Yo, she back in a big way, and I can't wait to talk about it. So, um, all right. So I'm going to do a quick synopsis of the first uh, episodes five and six, and then we'll kind of dive into our thoughts about them. Obviously, jump in, Ange, if you got anything you want to say uh, when I'm doing the synopsis, okay? I want to say something right off the bat. All right, go ahead. You what know how got? they do the recaps, like, in the beginning? Yes. And how the first word of this one was betrayal. And I thought that was so interesting that that was how they were going to start it off, that she was betrayed by the, the Jedi. With Ahsoka, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, so episode five, as Andrea said, um... Gives you first, it kicks off with a very kind of quick recap of where we last saw Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Uh, and then it jumps into episode six, which is called Gone with a Trace. Episode so five. So we first see, yeah. So we first see Ahsoka um, kind of riding on a beat up speeder, heading down uh, from topside down to the other levels in Coruscant that we have seen before. Um, so then all of a sudden her speeder, her speeder starts to break down, uh, and she does this really cool move off the wall. Yeah. I wrote that down I, too. <laughs> so awesome. So she does like this kind of cool stuff to get it. So she doesn't really crash too hard, but she does crash onto a platform on level 1313. 13. Um, so she is then introduced and well, we're introduced to a new character called Trace. So um, Ahsoka lands on a platform which belongs to Trace, um, and she's a mechanic on level 1313. Um, so Trace helps, uh, tells Ahsoka she can fix her bike in her shop, but it will cost her, obviously. Uh, nothing's free. Um, so Ch- Ahsoka tries to fix the bike, but becomes frustrated uh, as she's working on it in in Trace's shop, and she kind of walks out of the shop, and there's this beautiful shot of Ahsoka looking out into the different levels, and this uh, freighter ship kind of comes up. Uh, Just a great shot. Just a great, great shot. Um, So after kind of taking a moment, she um, Ahsoka goes back to kind of start getting her, fixing the bike as best she can, but she notices Trace already fixed it for her. uh, As... Just a kind, a kind, a, a kind gesture that Trace did. So they kind of start talking, and you can kind of see like a, a friendship, the beginnings of one, uh, starting a little bit. 
Um, but then three kind of goons show up at Trace's shop saying that her sister Rafa owes them money. So a little fight breaks out. Um, and while Trace is, uh, at first, Trace doesn't ask for Ahsoka's help because she's kind of handling herself pretty good. Yeah. I don't know about you, Andrew, but I think she's handling herself pretty, uh, pretty decently. Yeah, she's, uh, a, these three guys. she's a tough broad. I like her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's definitely tough. I like her a lot. Uh, but then eventually she does kind of get uh, overwhelmed and she says, okay, yeah, you can help me, Ahsoka. <laughs> so Ahsoka um, steps in, does some really cool stuff, you know, stops the guy's hand. And then she does some really kind of, again, Jedi moves. And the three goons are um, scared off from Ahsoka. So um, a funny, I love this part. It was a really quick moment, but Trace asked where she learned how to fight. Ahsoka, you know, she asked Ahsoka where she learned to fight. And Ahsoka says from her older brother. Yeah. Which is such a great little like, oh, Anakin. Oh, <laughs> you miss him. <laughs> um, so then Ahsoka and Trace go to visit Rafa at Rafa's land, uh, laundromat, which is kind of a front for like illegal business, business dealings. Um, and then that's when Rafa takes a, takes a deal with a local Twi'lek. Uh, to build some droids, as he says. Um, but what they find out, uh, as Trace and Ahsoka are trying to build them, um, they find out that they're not just droids, but they're demolition droids, which is a small, very small callback to Forces of Destiny, Yeah, Ahsoka's, um, Ahsoka's episode, uh, when she had to track down a... Uh, similar similar droids well, kind of cool yeah that was um, a cool little short episode i watched it just recently she was uh supposed to come back to the jedi temple for uh, a ceremony with yoda and anakin and she gets stopped along the way uh because this droid is like rampaging through this through coruscant and of course she needs she has to help she feels a call to help and uh it's it's a little cute episode if you haven't seen it disney plus people get on it yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Okay, so um, so what obviously what happens is that uh, one gets away, so Trace and Ahsoka have to go after it. Um, they chase it all around level thirteen, thirteen, uh, and then eventually Trace is able to kind of jump on the back of it as it's climbing up a wall and turn it off. But then the droid starts falling behind, falling backwards, so she starts falling, um, and Ahsoka is able to catch them because she is in like this uh, payload lifter type of speeder, which is really, really cool. Yeah, like a forklift. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, so she catches them, and then she um, takes, like, the cable wire and connects it to, like, a uh, a, uh, a column so they can kind of start retracting. But then it starts kind of failing, so Ahsoka very secretly uses the force. Yeah. And brings it back up, which is really, really awesome. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, and what's really cute is that a little, I think it was like a little, I think it was a little Twilight girl kind of saw her do it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, um, so, she she obviously saves Trace from falling. Um, and then they are able to obviously take the droid back to uh, Trace's sister, Rafa. And they kind of both, Trace and Soka, plead with Rafa to kind of... Get rid of the droids. Don't sell them back. Don't sell them. They're dangerous. And she kind of doesn't listen. 
And what happens is that Rafa instead sells them back to that original Twi'lek that asked her to do the job for double the money. So, um, how do you feel about Rafa? I like Rafa a lot. Yeah, I like Rafa a lot. She's an interesting character. She's kind of has that no, no sense attitude. Um, I like Trace a little better for sure because she has more of that. Um, She's a little bit more caring, understanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rafa's kind of just more matter of fact. Matter of fact, for sure. She Um, frustrates me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I think might be a good thing if if it turns around. I always like when characters um, kind of rub me the wrong way and they can kind of come back and... But who knows? Maybe that won't happen. I have no idea. Yeah, more to come for both of them, for sure. So, But so, yeah, so the end of episode five, um, Ahsoka does decide to stay and uh, kind of hang out with Trace for a little bit uh, as she's fixing the bike and everything. So that was episode five, Gone with the Trace. So um, episode six, which was called Deal or No Deal, um, we uh, kind of actually keep going where five left off. We see Ahsoka and Trace. Uh, are fixing uh, are fixing Trace's ship, which she calls the Silver Angel. I love the name. I don't know why it was getting hate. I don't know about you, but I love that name. It didn't have like a smoothness to it. It wasn't the Millennium Falcon, the Mirror Bright, the the Banshee, the Silver Angel. It doesn't really roll off the tongue all that well. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I loved it though. I thought it was a cool name. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was really really cool. Um, so yeah, so they're, she, they're fixing, um, Trace's ship and then, um, Trace asked Ahsoka where she learned, um, about ships. Cause obviously Ahsoka, Ahsoka knows her way around ships. And then again, her response was she went to the Skywalker Academy nice. on top side. Loved it. <laughs> Which Such is a cool little thing. I, I thought that was a good touch because it kind of shows you that People on Coruscant and across the galaxy don't really know the name Skywalker. It's not something common. You you know, we hear Skywalker, we immediately think Anakin Skywalker. That's not the, the way the rest of the galaxy hears it at all. So I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of, that's the way I took it. Yeah, no, agree. Agree. Very much agree. Um, all right. So, and then they have kind of a small, interesting conversation about the Jedi. Uh, Trace, is, uh, Trace kind of says that, you know, the stories she's heard are very different than what, what's really has happened and occurred. So it's kind of interesting how information from, you know, the top of course on top side gets down to level 1313 and how those, um, those people in those levels, you know, uh, interpret information and get information. So I thought that was very different. Yeah. She talks about the Jedi, uh, starting wars and policing everybody. That's the, um, that's how, you know, like you said, the people down on the lower levels think of think of the Jedi and probably across the galaxy a little bit as well, too. So not much love for the Jedi around the galaxy. Yeah, definitely different. Just different takes. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So um, so Rafa, uh, Rafa shows up and tells Trace and Soka that she has a, a big job, but it's off. Um, it's off world. It's off course. Huh? So they decide, obviously, to take uh, the Silver Angel on head towards this um, undisclosed at the time location of where this job is. 
So they are leaving Coruscant and Trace, who doesn't have a license and didn't know she needed a license <laughs> to fly a ship, which is really funny. Um, she goes into the military lane to leave the planet. Um, they get hailed by a, a Star Destroyer, who, by the way, hails them as um, Admiral Yerling. Uh, Yularen. Yularen. Yeah, Yularen. Yeah. He looked old. He didn't age well. He didn't age well. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting because, I mean, that's how he looks, you know, obviously in episode four and everything. So they're kind of getting to where, to where I guess how he would look. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so they get hailed by the, the Star Destroyer saying, you know, what are they doing? What's going on? Ahsoka saying, you know, don't you don't have to answer it and everything. So eventually, you know, they, they are able to kind of get past it. And they were going to, you know... Uh, Admiral Yurlin was or your how do you pronounce it? Yularen. Yularen. Yeah. He was going to um, obviously send some ships to go get it, and Anakin was on this death was on the was on this destroyer, and Anakin kind of asked, you know, what what's going on with that ship, and then there's that moment of when he closes his eyes, and then he senses Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka, you can tell, senses him. And it's such a great little callback. A lot of people have noticed this. I didn't notice it at the time. But a lot of people on Twitter, which this is this is why Twitter is good sometimes, is that they notice how similar it was from when Vader felt Luke in Revenge of the Jedi. Very cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was a very kind of quick little, real quick moment between Ahsoka and, uh, and Anakin. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. All right, so finally, as they're in space, uh, Rafa finally tells them that they're going to Kessel to pick up some spice for medication purposes. Um, obviously, the Ahsoka is not really keen on this idea at all. At all. Yeah, um, and I mean, it was just, you know, it's part of the reason why I get frustrated with uh, Rafa is kind of, you know, her relationship with Trace, it kind of feels like she's taking advantage of her, um, uses her when she needs her, manipulates her. I don't, I wouldn't say manipulates her, but, um, you know, kind of selfishly uses her. And um, so, yeah, it was just really frustrating to watch. But uh, whenever there's spice involved, you know, there's got to be trouble. So medicine or not, spice. Yeah, 100%. Um, so they go to Kessel and they land on like the, the good side part of Kessel. Yeah. 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 I didn't know um, there was a good side, was of good side of Kessel. Yeah, neither did that. <laughs> so they land on this great, uh, this beautiful side of Kessel, and this is where they kind of get the details of the job. Um, so basically, they are transporting Spice off of Kessel to another party um, that when they arrive, that's when they'll get paid. Um, so then they have to go to the actual spice mines of Kessel to pick up the payload. And this I find interesting is when Trace and, uh, Rafa kind of notice, they initially thought that it was droids that was getting the spice out of the mines, but then obviously Ahsoka made them realize that it wasn't, it wasn't droids, it's actually people, it's, it's slaves. Yeah, I, so um. An interesting, a very interesting kind of conversation that they had. Yeah, it's a, it was a nice touch to throw that in, just again, to show, um, kind of give you an idea of what everybody's perspective is, 
in the galaxy of what happens around the rest of the galaxy or the people that are in the lower levels of Coruscant, how naive they can be about some of the things that are happening. Um, but it, you know, but the other thing that I thought was great is they said like, wouldn't someone do something about it if there were this many slaves? And Ahsoka says, well, you would think, but um, there's a huge war going on right now, and you know, that's just that's just proof that the the government. Uh, around the galaxy is failing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So they obviously get the payload and they head off uh, off of Kessel, and they head to um, deliver the spice to, which again Rafa gives them the heads up. Now uh, they are delivering spice to the Pike Syndicate. Yeah, which is very very dangerous, as we know. Um, so this starts a heated debate between Rafa and Ahsoka. Um, and while that's all going on, Trace becomes afraid and concerned that her ship will be taken away because of this whole situation. So, you know, in a very panic move, she dumps the spice wild in hyperspace, which was a very bad move. Um, so now they have to go to Pike, go to the Pikes without any spice. So obviously Ahsoka comes up with a plan. Um, using her uh, Jedi knowledge, um, they she decides to use the Jedi mind trick to uh, the Pike, like the buyer, and to have them just give the credits, and then they can go on their way without kind of checking in into the cargo, into the containers. Um, but another Pike associate kind of picks up on something that's not that that that's not what should be happening, and he checks on and sees that the containers have no spice whatsoever. Um, so then while they try to escape Ahsoka, Trace, and Rafa, um, they are stopped and the ships, uh, Pike ships stop them and put them in a tractor beam. And that is the end of episode six, deal or no deal. So Andrea. Yes. Overall thoughts, would you like, dislike, what'd you think? I definitely liked the return of Ahsoka. I loved that the first moment that you see her riding on the speeder, you hear the Force theme in the background. I thought that that was a nice touch uh, just to give her a little bit of a Jedi-esque feeling still. And, uh, yeah, the the new character's interesting. Uh, like I said before, a little frustrating. Um, it's going to be nice to see how that, that sister dynamic turns out um, by the end of this arc and how it gets resolved, if it, if it does. And I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I I it I didn't I haven't enjoyed it as much as the Bad Batch. Um, it's kind of building for me. Uh, we'll see. There are a lot of really nice touches, like you said, that run against the wall on the speeder. Uh, her Ahsoka using the Force on the droid, the load lifter droid. That was great. Um, but I the bickering and the fighting about um everything in uh, Deal No Deal was a little meh. Yeah, I um so overall I liked them both. Um I liked the the sec I liked Deal and No Deal better. I liked the first one cuz again it was a nice kind of Ahsoka's back. We kind of see her again. Um I liked the introduction of Trace and Rafa. I think they're two very interesting characters because they are from, you know, this level 1313. So, you know, it's very they have a very obviously a very different viewpoint of the galaxy and Coruscant overall. 
So that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, there's just these. The first two episodes really had Dave Filoni written all over it for me because, again, it was great Ahsoka stuff, deep kind of you know um, connection stuff. I loved, like I said, there's some shots in in the first two episodes that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked an episode. I think I like Deal or No Deal better because I love the Easter eggs of you know going to Kessel. Um, that real quick Anakin and Ahsoka moment was great. I loved that. Um, and I do, and I, I liked, I know some people feel the same way you do about the bickering, but I liked it. I had no problem with it. Um, I thought it was great. You know, again, this is just a new territory that Ahsoka hasn't been in. So it's interesting to see her reaction to these kind of different situations that she is in now you know that are way different than what she's been used to you know she's used to war she's used to the front lines the battlefront and now she's trying to kind of live a simple civilian life in some way and you can kind of tell the struggles that she was having even from episode uh the first uh episode five when she was kind of you know i don't know what i'm doing what am i why am i down here Mm -hmm. i gotta get out of here so you know it was very interesting to see her in that light but again, this is just the 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 teaser to the meat and potatoes as we talked about. I can't wait till we get to siege the, the siege of Mandalore and all that stuff. So, but I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved the first two episodes. Any any shots, any anything that kind of stuck out with you uh, that you really really enjoyed? Uh, I the I'm telling you that first scene, just um her falling to the lower levels, of course, and I thought were really amazing. Um, and you know what? I also found it interesting that that's where she went, you know, that maybe it's because that speeder bike didn't work or maybe because she got kind of like, you know, stranded for a minute, but I never expected that she would stay on Coruscant. You know, I wouldn't expect a Jedi to go to the lower levels and ex Jedi. I, you, I would think that they would go off to some desert planet or that's what we're so used to. Like when you, (laughs) when you get kicked out, they go to a, a desert planet and isolate. Maybe that's why I thought she wouldn't go down to Coruscant. But um, so that was kind of a nice perspective to kind of change, um, you know, the level that she was at and kind of like the class she was in as well. She's no longer upper class, top side. She's, you know, down in the 1313 level. I thought that was great. Yeah, I loved all. I mean, it was just good stuff. Um, again, just seeing her in a different light and I just, yeah, I, I can't wait, can't wait till we get to the, the good stuff. And again, that I didn't pick up on it, but I'm so glad people are way like more in tune to some of the stuff than I am. That whole like real quick Anakin and Anakin Ahsoka moment was very, again, mirrored the whole, um, return of the Jedi moment with him and Luke. So yeah. It's just, you know, again, small touches that you just, that's what Star Wars, and I think this is what the animation does, is it gives you those little moments that you don't really think about until, like, you notice it, and then you're like, oh, man, that was, that's a nice touch. Yeah. That's a really nice touch. Um, do you, now, how do you feel about, I know this, I saw someone tweet about this, and I thought it was interesting. So, obviously, we see Anakin back on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we assumed, or maybe the assumption was, Return of the Jedi, or um, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith is when he 
first comes back to Coruscant. It's kind of the, the feeling we got. You know, do you think this kind of, this whole, uh, these first two episodes predate what happened on Anaxis and with the Bad Batch? Or do you think it's like events after that and Anakin came back to Coruscant real quick and then goes back out? Any, any 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 thoughts on that, or what do you? Did it bother you that he was on that Star Destroyer or anything? No, it didn't. I think uh, a lot about maybe because right now I'm reading the second Thrawn book, and that has that whole story about you know Padme being off on Batu, and then like Anakin is like off doing Clone Wars things and being sent to missions, but then coming back to Coruscant. So I kind of have this feeling in me that there's a lot of movement. Like he's, you know, has to go to this mission, has to come back, has to check in, like all that stuff. So no, it doesn't. It didn't throw me off at all. I was absolutely, and I think it, it kind of just lines up maybe a little bit after the whole um, Anaxis and the Bad Batch series. That's just what I assume. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I just, you know, it was just an interesting thought that someone, I can't, like, I wish I could remember who tweeted that, but yeah, I thought it was just interesting. It, it didn't bother me at all because I loved, again, I liked that moment of him kind of sensing her and then her sensing him. It was just like, oh, come on, guys, just say hi. <laughs> yeah. Say hi to the course. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, it was cool. And obviously we know from, you know, the teaser trailer, we know, that moment's coming and that's what I'm looking I'm looking forward to that when he sees her in that hologram uh from that teaser we saw way back in 2000 geez two years ago 2018 in August is when we saw that the uh, first teaser from San Diego Comic-Con so right uh, yeah very excited for um for the rest of this arc um, are we thinking two more? Are you thinking one more arc with Ahsoka? Then we'll kind of start getting into the siege stuff. What do you think? I think one more. That's what I think. I think we're going to, um, you know, they get out from the pikes. And then maybe there's a, a call um, from the Jedi Temple to call Ahsoka back in to help with the siege of Mandalore. See, I think, because I know there's like that, I can't remember what, what trailer, teaser trailer it was, but we know Bo-Katan, she's with Bo-Katan, and we see Bo-Katan on Coruscant with a hood on. Mm. There's a real quick shot of it. So I'm my assumption is this. Obviously, yeah, they get away from the pikes, and that too pulls Ahsoka in. It's not the Jedi. It's, it's Bo-Katan. Um is the one that kind of gets Ahsoka back into the, the war effort. But then obviously with uh, Bo-Katan probably reaching out to the Jedi and the, and the Republic, maybe that's how obviously Ahsoka gets back into with the, with the, with uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and all that and Rex. So that's my thought. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I got a question we'll for you. Yeah. What do, you do you think Trace and Rafa find out that she is a former Jedi? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. I think because I mean she kind of not foreshadowed it, but in episode six, in the episode six, she said, "You know, I have a few tricks up my sleeve." And then Rafa asked, "Do you care to share?" She goes, "No, not right now." Yeah. So again, could we foreshadow? Maybe, maybe not. But um, yeah, I, I think they do though. I think 
I think once Bo-Katan, I think maybe, you know, tries to drag her in, then they're going to be like, you know, why, who was that person? What is she talking about? And then that's when she's going to have to, um, I think, explain herself that she was a former Padawan, that, you know, she's been in the war for, you know, the longest time. So that's my thought, though. That's my thought. My dog is growling at me. I don't know why. She sounds like Chewbacca. Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. (laughs) What is the problem? (laughs) This is staying in, by the way. This is definitely making the show. (laughs) Pugsy's return. Um, Okay, any uh, last thoughts, though? What would you think? Um, uh, Anything that you wish you didn't, like, that you wish happened or... That you were just like, oh, okay, like it was just kind of, you know, meh, like a meh moment, or you're just like, yeah, all right, this is kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, it feels a little filler to me, just a little bit, but it's necessary. You know, I think uh, after this is all over and done with, I think I'll appreciate the arc a little bit more. But I think the anticipation of what's going to happen on Mandalore is so strong inside of me that I'm like, come on, let's get to it, you know. But I think um, after this is all said and done, I'm going to appreciate this arc as being kind of like that soft moment that that uh, gave us a background on Ahsoka and her challenges. So, yeah, I, I like it. I'm cool chilling with it in quarantine yeah me too i loved it i mean this is one of my favorite uh again episode six is my one of my favorites so far um just because of again the, the little callbacks the pikes the kessel um level thirteen, thirteen. seeing all that stuff is very very cool so uh yeah so excited can't wait to see where it goes and uh God, we're almost what we're over our we are halfway through the uh, the se- uh, this season. Halfway. Dear. I just yeah. cried a little. Yeah, that is, it is sad. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag sad. sad. Hashtag I sound sad. like Dio. Sad. <laughs> sad. Very <laughs> sad. All right. Uh, all right, guys. So let's do... We got some Ask the Gals questions. So we're going to hit those up right now. Nice. All right. So the first question goes to Mr. Ro, Ro Gazga from Scuttlebutt Podcast. And his question is this. What if Qui-Gon Jinn lived? What if his ideas influenced the Jedi Council more so and affected the outcome of the Galactic War? Ooh, that's a heavy one. Wow. Um, I mean, there's so much. There's so much yeah. to consider in that because if Qui-Gon lives, he trains Anakin. Yeah, and I honestly don't think that changes anything. I really don't. I don't think it changes his, the outcome. I think everything would have still happened. I think Anakin would have still fell under the influence of Palpatine. I do. I think everything would have made state status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Qui-Gon would have been... His influence would have been different on Anakin for sure than Obi-Wan, but I still again I still see the same same outcome. I do. I think it was just it was it was the force, it was his destiny to 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 go through what he went through for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think the outcome absolutely would always be the same. I think it would have been interesting having Qui-Gon teach uh, Anakin, because when you read Master and Apprentice, you kind of learn that uh, Qui-Gon has sort of, sort of a jaded view 
Um, and I don't know if he got that from his master Dooku or or what. So I feel like the anger, aggression, and skepticism would have stayed in Anakin. Uh, but I think some of the, I yeah I don't I think it would have stayed the same. But would have had some great Jedi conversation in it. Gotta love you know those little nuggets of Qui Gon knowledge. So uh, I think maybe maybe the war would have been shorter. I don't know. Maybe they would have. Maybe Qui Gon would have killed Dooku, not Anakin. And uh, but well, who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would have been a good felt, battle. It's a former master, grabs. former apprentice fighting yeah. each other. That would have been great. All up for grabs. I mean, really, all up for grabs. It would have been. I again. I don't think the overall outcome would have changed, but maybe some things, some events, maybe would have been different for sure. Yeah. Uh, but th- thanks for the question, Ro. Always, always good to hear from you, buddy. Ro. Um, okay, so our next question comes from Mr. Michael Condon himself to Med Two. Um, his question is this: uh, If 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 celebration is canceled and not rescheduled, but this virus is under control, would you want to do something like multiple small get-togethers? Or just save up for a bigger, better celebration on the next one. Uh, and he says, "P.S. Can't wait for you guys to come both to to be to. I'm sorry. P.S. Waiting for you both to come on and get hashtag get tanked. So that's his back to tank. Yeah, he does the show on Mondays, which is really really fun. So yeah, Michael, we are definitely uh, we're definitely scheduling that with you for sure. So I'm ready. We'll get on there with you. Um. But no, that interesting question. If it gets canceled, um, doesn't get rescheduled, but kind of everything's under control. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool. Like if there was something local. Um, yeah, something in cool Chicago to, or um, yeah, Chicago. Uh, I know our uh, our uh, good friend um, Jerry from Bombad. Uh, he's a Michigander. Uh, Rob from Jedi Archives. He's a Michigander. And then the podcast Far, Far Away, they're from Michigan. So we could do a whole Michigan uh, meetup. So I'm just saying. Yeah, and the Star Wars uh, Friends podcast, they're Ohio. So we got a little Midwest group going on over here. We could have a Midwest meetup. Yeah, Chris Chris and the boys from uh, Friends. Yep. So we can definitely get a whole Midwest kind of crew going. So, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down for it for sure if everything... um, if anything was under control, under control. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't have many friends outside of the Star Wars community. <laughs> Hashtag save. <laughs> Hashtag save. So if anybody wants to hang out with me, I'm there. <laughs> I love it. We're both there. Okay. Um, next question comes from Mr. Benjamin Akers. I love Mr. Benjamin. Um, he says this. Pitch a non-Star Wars reunion movie. I love this. What genre and who stars? So, for example, a rom-com with Kelly in uh, Dom Hall. Nice. I love that. A musical. This is this is kind of where I'm leading towards. A musical featuring featuring Daisy and Adam. Nice. Yes. A buddy cop flick starring Oscar and John. Yes. Or is it as simple as everyone cameo cameo cameoing in Knives Out too? All the above. All the above. I'll take, I'll take all the above. And I will still stick with my Obi-Wan sitcom. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah, our Obi-Wan sitcom, that would be, that would be An funny. An Obi-Wan comedy of <laughs> Obi-Wan, you know, babysitting Luke. Uh, Yoda. <laughs> Yo, Yoda. 
heading up to oh, Mos God. Eisley. Someone, you know, putting a boot on his on his speeder because he drank a little too much. I like that. I would, um, besides the one he's mentioned, because those are all good ones. I would love the yeah, bunny top with Oscar and John. Oh my God, I would love that. That would be so good. Um, but the musical with with Daisy and Adam, yes, I would love that. But I would love cameos in Knives Out too, though. That would be really, really funny for uh, Ryan Johnson to get all all them to do cameos on his on Knives Out too. That would be I great. I would love it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, trying to think of any other any other good ones. I think Benjamin. I think you hit them all. Those are all good ones. Uh, the rom-com with Kelly and Dom Hill is a good one. I love that one. Um, but yeah, I yeah, those are all good ones to me. Any 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 other ones that you can think of, Ange? Could you imagine if you did kind of like a Golden Girls, but instead somehow you could get uh, like Leia, Luke, uh, Han, and Lando like all together? Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's funny. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks, Benjamin. That was a really fun question. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, and then our last one comes from Cam Ray, on, obviously on Twitter. He says this. You're in a cafe and notice George Lucas is sitting at the table next to you. Just George and, and his blue and white plaid shirt. I love that. <laughs> Knowing his personality, what would you say in one sentence to thank him, apologize to him, encourage him, and leave him with a smile on his face? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Ooh. I would, defi- I would definitely yeah. call a Gungan a Goongan. So he knew. I knew how he says Goongan. Gungan. <laughs> little tip of the cap to yeah. Mr. Lucas. <laughs> I would have said, thank you for the Goongans. I wish they would have showed up in the sequels. <laughs> you have forged many friendships and relationships in my life, and I love you. That's a good one. I like that one. Oh man, I in one sentence, um, I would just tell him just thank you for bringing happiness and joy in to my life. And yeah, I mean, kind of just simple and straightforward. That'd be wild. I can't even. That'd be wild to to be like in a cafe and all of a sudden the the man himself is sitting, you know, sitting at the table next to you. That'd be. <laughs> I got chills just thinking about that. That'd, that'd be fun. I know. That'd be cool. But yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, Cam. That was a fun question. But yeah, I, I try to keep it simple. Just be like, thanks for all you've done. Thanks for you know, for everything. Basically, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this without him. I'd be like George, <laughs> man, Andrea. Haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> Georgie, Galactic Pod. Have you heard it? No. <laughs> you want a sticker? I have a sticker. I give you a sticker. <laughs> got some merch. George, I got some merch. <laughs> Selfie real quick, George. <laughs> Have your people call my people. people. We'll get you on the show. It's good stuff, George. Good stuff. Good seeing you, pal. <laughs> uh, I want that to happen. I know. So bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thoughts on episodes five and six, Ange, of uh, Clone Wars season seven. Nope. I'm ready for more Fridays. Hopefully, know, by the a... time this is all done, we can watch an episode together and be recording together. But yeah, who yeah. knows? So, uh, yeah, we're trying something new here, kids. So hopefully this is going to work out for audio purposes. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of a wrap on this one. Um, again, overall, we both really enjoyed episodes five and six. Um, good stuff. 
more Ahsoka is never a bad thing. And yeah, can't wait to see uh, to see where this leads us. So um, if you guys want to follow us, please follow us. Uh, follow us at the Galactic Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are also on, you can, you can find our shows on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Um, usually our episodes drop every Friday for you. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Nose. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. And may the force be with you. Always. Always. Always.